Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got uh, Rob Fletcher. Evening, morning, Evans. afternoon, yeah. wherever you are. I like that. Yeah, you a- anyone can agree yeah. all bases. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say evening and I suddenly realise, well, this is international. This is yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week to listen to this. Yeah, we so have overseas listeners. So, that's it, yeah. yeah. Hello everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, Richard as well with us this week. Hello. Uh, on the podcast this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about Brentford, another uh, defeat. <laughs> it's like 2012, 2013, all over again. Um, we're also going to preview the game at the weekend um, against Bournemouth. Yep, I know, it could be another slaughtering. Uh, but first, let's talk about news. Uh, Siggy, our beloved Siggy, is finally back at Wolves. Uh, but due to his loan agreement, he can't play until January. Um, obviously, Dico and Sacco will be away for African Cup of Nations. We will have an African Cup of Nations update as well <laughs> in a short while. Um, I know we talked about last week, had a bit of a frosty kind of Thank interview with, uh, with with Jacket. Um, could he get a chance though, do we think? Because he's apparently not going to go into Group 3. Yeah. He did say he'd, he's open to give yeah. him a last chance saloon, as it would be. But, well, I mean, you haven't really got a choice. Have you mm. really? I mean, you have to try and... You've got to give someone a game. Maybe. Mm. So Dicko's injured or going to be away. Clark's obviously never really got the priority he got at Coventry. And who does that leave you with? Cassidy's still out on loan and McAlinden. Mm. And that's about it. So why not? And it's, you know, Will we actually get anyone in straight away in January? I can't, on loan? Ima- I can't imagine saying we're getting... No. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think we'd, if we got anyone, it would be towards the back end. Because that mm. tends to sort of be when we'd like to do our business a bit more. Mm-hmm. Not last day. But in sort of a week leading up to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When will they leave to South African Cup of Nations? It's sort of mid. Mid January. Yeah. Yeah. Mid January. Like the fifteenth, something like that. I think all of us are big fans of Siggy, and I know. Big s- fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a hairball thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I still firmly believe he could do a job for us mm. at Championship level. Um, it's a bit disappointing he can't play for the next month, but. Nothing you can do about that. Is he, there? he still splits fans, doesn't he? Because obviously we're big fans of him on here, but it's obviously a lot of people who don't rate him at all. Yeah. He got five goals, but obviously a lot of people don't see that as a good return. But I think you've got to give him a run, I think, yeah, to, I, to see. I think, yeah, he needs a run in the team. Mm. You can't just bring him on as a sub or play him now and again because he's not going to score goals. I mean, that's what happened goals. to him sort of first half last season, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, if you look at his record... On paper, it doesn't look that great because of the amount of subs appearances he's made or appearances he sort of played out of position. Mm. But you used to play a lot on the right wing, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Doyle-esque. Yeah. That was yeah. Uh, <laughs> not his best. But I, I think the, the, the one the one thing about Siggy that stands out to me was that goal he scored against Charlton, I think, at home. or They play in red. That goal always stands out to me. That's, that's a quality he can mm. do. And he is capable of scoring good goals. You just need to run in the team and to be played in the right position and there's every chance that he could be our saving grace. Mm. Why not? <laughs> the Icelandic saviour. Yeah. Like it. Isla- <laughs> if you go on his Wikipedia page, um, under, I think it's personal information, he is desc- it says he is often described as the Icelandic David Beckham. Oh, yeah. Well, there <laughs> you go. There oh, you yes. go. <laughs> I looked at it and was like, Yes. I feel for James Henry, though, because his title of best hair at the club will be taken away when Siggy comes back, of course. Uh, but we'll wait and see and see what happens with Siggy. Uh, African Cup of Nations update, which is one of my favourite features. Yeah. Uh, we've been told by our good friend uh, James Fielden, who obviously started the feature, uh, that the draw is tomorrow, Wednesday, 
Um, and the pots are quite random as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So who Morley will have, will obviously we'll be able to determine at which stage they'll get knocked out. Yeah. Because, you know, we love Morley, but I can't see him winning <laughs> the African Cup of Nations. Although I'm not really that attuned to how well all the teams are. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, Zambia won it a couple of years ago. They did. They? It is completely um, open. I mean, well, they beat um, Algeria the other week to qualify, yeah. and they were the yeah. favourites to win the whole competition. So, I mean, there's every chance. Hopefully not. I mean, Hopefully you knock know, out. Yeah. 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 I mean, like we said, we love Mali, but can we have our players back, please? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we will see who uh, Mali gets drawn with, and that's African Cup of Nations update, all wrapped up for you. Um, Goldborn is out for several weeks once again, uh, following the game against Brentford. He came off at half-time. Um, he seems like he's a bigger miss than we thought, really. Hmm. He links up well with Sacco on that left wing. Yeah, I mean, without touching on Brentford too much because we're trying to avoid that subject altogether. Um, he did make quite a good, big impact yeah. in that first half before yeah. he went off. Did make a bit of an, a, a lot, a, a big impact compared yeah. to recent weeks, and it's going to be a loss. It's going to be a shame. Have to just broke his way back into the team after injuries and being yeah. out of favour. Um, and whether Rowe or Ricketts or whoever he decides to play left back, maybe Sacco, yeah. uh, maybe Seager when he's back. Yeah. Know, if he's going to have as big as impact as Goldborn, probably not, mm. which is going to be a shame. Yeah. I don't know if it was possibly rushed back from injury. If, if it's the same injury, which I think it's, it's his yeah. plantar vascular. I should probably yeah, know it's some technical term with his foot, isn't yeah, it? it? It's the arch of your foot. Yeah, it's the arch of your foot. Yeah, it's the arch of your foot. I'm guessing he thought he'd probably healed and with the amount, and with the amount of pressure Jack and Club Wunder yeah. um, with him, yeah. I think he must have been rushed back slightly too early. And They don't almost have a natural of a left back. I mean, mm. you could argue Ricketts um, I'm not sure which side he actually prefers to be on, um, and you've also got Rowe, but I'm not. I don't think anyone's actually convinced that him as left back. I don't um, know. He did get that Championship Team of the Week one, one week, didn't he? Rowe did, did he? he? Really? Back yet? Yeah, the WhoScored.com Championship Team of the Week. Really? Oh, he was. Right. He was the only Wolves player. Wow. <laughs> don't doubt Tommy Rowe. Um, but I think he's really been missed. Yeah, uh, he's probably... he just gives a sh- uh, he just gives a bit of composure mm. back. Um, I think he's going forward. He really links up mm. well with Sacco. Mm. They inter- they you know they interplay with each other really well. There was a there was a better word I was looking for, and I couldn't think of what it was. Mm. Um, ha ha ha! <laughs> 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 um, and I, I think he's you know the sooner he comes back, the better. But I think with, with the defence. Because we've kind of changed it around so many times now, it's almost there's not a balanced. They mm-hmm. seem to have two bad games, and then all of a sudden, right, let's change the defence round, yeah. and it's not really looked the same since. Again, so. that's probably pressure from fans. What we've already touched on it is, you yeah. know, saying, "Oh, such a person ain't playing very well," or "We'll drop him, bring him in," and doesn't give the time the defence to settle in and play mm-hmm. together like they did so well last season when it was. Ricketts, Bath, Stim and Goldborn, near enough every week, bar injuries and suspensions. Mm. That was your, that was your built defence, your solid defence. Whereas now, it could be anyone. Anyone mm. could be playing Saturday yeah. in defence for we know. It doesn't give them a chance to build a relationship that they had last year. Mm. And that could be that's one of our key problems, I think, at the moment. Oh, jacket. Um, <laughs> let's talk about another injured player. Dicko, out for another week. He's not going to be playing against Bournemouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally going to sit in the corner and cry. Um... Something I touched on last week, and I think that might have been apparent again against Brentford, which we'll talk about in a bit, but he he just gives that urgency going forward, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. 
and we haven't won a game with him playing since he's been injured. I was doing my yeah, kind of yeah. my research and Leeds. I think he did. He did play against Leeds. He played Leeds, Leeds yeah, because yeah. he played like yeah, cause he yeah. played at front. We haven't won a game, and that's you know I don't like to say that we're reliant on one man, but at the no, moment the uh, the evidence is there. Yeah, I yeah. think we're obviously a better team with him. He's of course not the only reason we're losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's Playing good. left back. He, he's yeah, good, yeah. but he's not that good. Well, you know, like, is it, was it David Beckham when he injured a metastasis in the World Cup and the mm. sun printed that prey on the foot? Yeah. The new prey on the hamstring. Yuri Geller, wasn't it? Everyone took his foot at 11 o'clock yeah. or something yeah. like that and he would, maybe he would be better. We could try this. Yeah. Let's yeah. just, let's, well, what harm can it do? Let's find a picture of, of, of Dicko. <laughs> The worst that can happen is nothing happens. <laughs> everyone, everyone, it's Friday night at seven o'clock. Find a picture of Dicko and pray on his hamstring. <laughs> I'm really wording that rightly. Pray on his hamstring <laughs> yeah. at seven o'clock in a, in a Wolves uniform, <laughs> yeah. right thing. Whatever time it is, middle of the night, just get up, pray on the hamstring, <laughs> and hopefully you'll play against Bournemouth. Um, and they won't score. After <laughs> yeah. all that, the, 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 the hamstring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, another blow with Dico, isn't it really? Um, yeah. And the sooner he comes back, the better. So. Yeah, I mean, like we've, we've said, that there's nothing, there's nothing up front, mm. is there? I mean, with all respect to our other strikers, there's no one who's got that, that quality, that urgency, mm. that pace that Dico brings to the team. Yeah. He's I almost mean, like Danny Graham's, um, although he's trying and. Hard. He's almost like in between Clark and Dicko. Yeah. He's got the urgency. It's just he's not, not Dicko. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. not. He, yeah, yeah. I think I like think Graham will be quite a good player for us. But he isn't that type of player, is mm. he? And because of how we're set up, we do need someone who is very tenacious up front, just to do a lot of the running, especially. Mm. Um, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, for weekend after next. Um, we will have Dicko back because I think two of them could work quite well. Mm. Yeah, I was about to say that. I mean, they're, they're two different types of players. I mean, you've got Graham who will hold the ball up more and lay it off, mm. whereas Dicko is your kind of will run at goal and shoot. So, I mean, mm. I don't want to draw too many comparisons, but Keo and Ebanks Blake or Ubalumo and Ebanks yeah. Blake come to mind when you think of those two together. You've yeah. got a quick striker who can score, and then you've got the one who holds the ball up, does mm. the running. I think one of my main criticisms of Dicko. Um, there's been that he often spends a lot of time out in the channels um, chasing down the ball, which is great, but often a lot of the time we don't actually have a striker or a player in the centre. Mm. Whereas from what I've saw of Graham, he spends pretty much the entire game just between the two posts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the two of them could work together, and you say you have Dick over in the channels mm. and you've got Graham in the centre. It could work. Hmm. Um, could be raining the goals in. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> the more realistic option. Yeah. <laughs> um, so two big um, injury blows there, and hopefully speedy recovery to the boat. Also, bad luck to Zelly Ismail. Yeah. Another big mm. injury out for four to six months. Um, is it a hamstring injury? Um, it's knee, knee, wasn't it? An um, operation. Yeah. yeah. He had the option either. Oh, he had the option either he could have sort of had it repaired or had something else done to it. Mm. And he chose sort of a, one which would keep him out for longer in hopes that it wouldn't reoccur again. Um, but it's a shame because sort of from what I gather he was doing pretty well out in mm. Notts yeah. County. Four, four goals in he about four, 16 games. Yeah, like which is a decent return for a right winger. Mm. Um, which is more pressure on a, a guy who's had this pressure since mm. a kid oh, yeah. you know, yeah. being the chosen one. You yeah. know, the, the 
the the, the misquoted million pain play. Mm. Mm. Um, but time will tell again if he's ever going to break into the Wolves team. Um, I'm recording the podcast tonight on Tuesday. There are rumblings that Jack Price has been recalled from loan from Leighton Orient, which could be the case by the time he listens to this podcast. So in case that is um, a good chance for Jack to come straight into the team with what's going on. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, our midfield last year, again, like the defence was, again, a tight-knit unit, played very well together, whereas this year it's not been... As strong, it hasn't no. seemed as settled or as calm as they were last mm. year. I mean, we've talked about McDonald in uh, recent weeks, and I know he's, he's had the same problem again the weekend against Brentford. He's tried to bring the ball out of defence, lost it, and they've gone on and scored. Mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say drop him, but I, I do think someone like Price, who had an excellent season last year for his first full well, season yeah. in the team, deserves a chance again. But they were a really good partnership, weren't they, McDonald and Price I, last they season? They were, yeah. I think um, they give you possibly the best combination because I think in terms of Price I think he's the closest we've got to a proper defensive midfielder mm. and okay maybe he doesn't go into big tackles but he seems to be quite an astute reader of the game and actually protect the back four much much more than let's say someone like Evans I think um, he said he was like a terrier last season yeah. he's very tenacious yeah. he hounds people mm. I, I think I said the I think it was the end of season podcast last year that my only concern with Jack Price was, was would he be able to step up to the mark to the championship? Now, he hasn't actually had a chance this season. Mm. He's, he wasn't in the team straight away. I think his only game was Northampton in the Cup, which I don't think he did you know, all that good, but that's one game. Mm. But a part of me feels like it's a, a bit desperation with all the respect with Jack Price. It's We need to sort something out, so let's bring Jack back and see if it does any better. Yeah, because we've always run out of options, yeah. it yeah. feels like. Keep um, trying different things every week. Yeah, and hope yeah. that one of them sticks. Yeah. But you know, you get, yeah. it's almost like when David Davis was brought back when we were in the Premier League. You have that fresh kind of blood coming in, who's there to prove a point. It can almost, mm. I know, in some ways, it didn't change anything with Wolves in that season, but it was quite evident from the start that David Davis in some games was the best player. Yeah, <laughs> on the pitch yeah, by far. For yeah. So hopefully, if you just I mean, come back, you, you say it might know. be one of those things where, okay, McDonald's been a bit off the boil recently, and Jackets looked in and thought, well, who's how are we going to get the best out of McDonald again? And it might be by bringing in Price, as we said. I think last season they were the most consistent midfield Joe we had. Um, so who who would you drop in your midfield three to bring Price back in? I um, maybe play Evans slightly further forward, possibly. Um, I'd drop Savile, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and play McDonald and Price at the base. Yeah. I think for Saturday, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll save that yeah. for Bournemouth. We'll yeah. save the, the team <laughs> selection. Uh, let's talk about another big talking point that happened right before the game against Brentford. That was uh, Sacco and his boots. He had a special pair of boots uh, made for his 100th game at Wolves, which I can't believe he's played 100 games yeah. for That's already. Yeah. Um, which had 100th, a big Wolves logo on the boots, and it was, they were encrusted with diamante crystals like yeah. that. is that yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously mixed reaction from them um, we did the, the nationwide press coverage um, what did we think everyone I thought they were alright alright <laughs> bit flash uh, yeah. a bit lost for words yeah. 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 <laughs> if we're a flying high top of the league fair enough yeah. we're in the situation yeah, we're I, in. Think, I think off the back of a 5-0 loss and a 3-0 loss Probably try and go a bit under the radar. With <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I think he might have felt a little bit daft wearing them at four 0 down on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the only thing I said to him is fair play to a guy who's potentially wants to, you know he wants to play Premier League football. He's out of contract. 
I still can't believe he's actually played 100 games for us, but mm. he went to that effort to make those type mm. of boots so personalised to Wolves in some degree. Mm. Mm. He seems to be quite committed to the cause at the minute. He did, and so, when, when we're on the case of Saka, I read over the weekend that he was, I think, one of the only players that properly went over to the fans mm. after, sat- after the defeat on Saturday and properly said thank you, clapped them and all this. And mm. It just shows that, I mean, even if you've got bigger aspirations than Wolves or whoever, then you shouldn't lose sight of where you are. Yeah. And you've got to remember who you're playing for, who's you know, paying your wages and all that <laughs> nonsense. But you've got to carry on playing for the club you're at and keep fighting for them. And yeah, Pat's off soon, fair play. Yeah, and he just seemed to have an affinity with the club. Yeah, as well. definitely. He does seem to really enjoy playing for Wolves um, and hopefully may continue. <laughs> Do we have any ideas for other Wolves players to have personalised items because I did put this on social media this week and the obvious obvious replies were goals and defending <laughs> uh, did anyone have any ideas of any funny dinosaur onesie for Leon Clark yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag Jurassic Clark yeah. <laughs> the only thing filled I could... in the quote for this week haven't we <laughs> yeah. the only thing I could think of was, was Clark again and obviously a lot of people say gloves, gloves. Mm. Yeah. but it would be gloves but what I thought with the gloves is on the on the back of each hand you'd have um, Swindon and Leeds to commemorate <laughs> the goals yeah. and the date on the front yep. no sorry too harsh sorry Clark I, I, I thought about this a little bit Far too much at work today. Um, <laughs> I was struggling for. I got obviously got Leon Clark gloves, but I went. Uh, I went a bit old school, and I went uh, possibly some type of headband or protective gear for Ludo Polly or Jody Craddock. Yeah, yes. head injuries they yeah. got. And my other one was a personalised clipboard for Terry Connor. Yeah, and that's all I could get. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Um, so Sacco, well done on your boots. Mm. We're a bit flash. Uh, but, Didn't uh, actually wear them in the game, did he? I would have thought he would have done. I'm pretty sure he no, because he got the idea off. Um, Patrick. Anyway, he's made those boots. Yeah. Hasn't he? I'm always. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he only wore them for the warm up. Oh come on! Actually, I feel I a bit better sh- now if he didn't wear them. Because the Dortmund striker Buyang. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? They're best mates. Yeah, they are, and yeah. he did it as well. Um, oh, for, right. By the same guy, and he only wore them for the warm up. Ah, oh, um, I've got a feeling. I don't think Sacco would have worn them through the game. I think there was a lot of people questioning know. whether, because he's got these diamonded crystals on it, would they actually be allowed yeah, in the game? True. Yeah. <laughs> Steel cut boots. <laughs> yeah. Wolves once again succumbed to a heavy defeat at the weekend with a 4 0 away loss to Brentford, which now brought the tally in the last four games to 14 goals conceded and only one goal scored. Uh, congratulations to James Henry for getting goal of the month yeah. for November, for <laughs> being the only goal scorer, and obviously having the perfect hair and beard combo. Um, more supposed for the fact that it wasn't even an actual shot and goal, it was more of a cross that just inadvertently went in. Uh, so well done, uh, James Henry. Um, I think the obvious question's got to be, when is the rock going to end? Because I, I was quite oddly optimistic for the game against Brentford, mm. Um, and then when it was 1-0, I thought, OK, don't worry, we seem to be playing quite well from what I can see. And when it was 2, uh, then you could see what was going to yeah. happen. But I've got, uh, and this has quite been me being fickle, but at the moment, especially with Bournemouth coming, I can't see where the, this is going to end. No, I mean, we said this earlier, It's you keep looking at the games coming up and there's there's no easy games. I mean, we, we, it's it's almost like being back in the Premier League. The fact yeah. look at, but instead of looking at teams like Chelsea and Man United, we're looking at teams like Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest and thinking, we're not going to get a result here. Mm. And it shouldn't be like that. And quite why 
the confidence has gone and the heads are dropping too early in games and it just all seems to have fallen apart. I, just, I can't put my finger on it at all. It's, it's ever so strange. You could point to a lot of games of where this has all started. Obviously, Derby would be the, the, the clear one um, because the players hadn't experienced something like that for, for a while. Uh, but you can look at games like Ipswich because of the mistakes we made. Mm. Birmingham because they probably yeah. thought they could have easily won it. Huddersfield before that, we were poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but let's get on to the game. First half hour, we seem to play okay. Graham's header. Yeah. Crossbar and they're hitting the line and go off. Yeah. Um, that could have changed the momentum, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think if we would have played. got that, it could have shifted the whole mentality in the team. Um, because I think up to that point, we were well in the game. Mm. And I think it was probably 50 50 at that point. Mm. But I think we might have been able to just take the sting out the uh, Brentford's. The bees. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I only thought of that after I said Brentford. That was, a, that was annoying. Um, yeah, and it was a good header. Mm. Um, he was inches away from um, getting his first one for Wolves, and I think Saka had a. I think um, it was just after they scored in there, you think he had a shot that yeah, just went over. Yeah. Um, you'd like to have thought that, okay, 1 0, we're still in this, and then 15 minutes to go, they get a second, mm. and. It, it's like under-13s football where mm. you can see the goal and your heads drop um, and it shouldn't be happening at this level to that extent yeah. again and again. I think what we need is the first goal. Yes. Like mm. we just said about Graham there. If he'd have got that first goal, then I'm very sure it would have been a completely different result. We, we may have still lost, but it wouldn't have been... Well, not 4-0, but it, would, <laughs> it, wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have been 4-1. Mm. Yeah. I can't have seen that. Um it was the same with Forest the other week when it was nil nil. It was all very even, and as soon as they scored, it was kind of like, "Yeah, here we go again." If we can get that first goal on Saturday against mm. Bournemouth, which is very unlikely, but mm. strange things have happened, yeah. there's every chance we could go and get a result. It's almost like the team just needs that for a team bonding, galvanising. Yeah. Yes, look what we've all done. Well, I completely agree. I think if we get can get a goal. Uh, Take yeah. a lead in a game. Mm. I think it will completely change the mentality of the players. Even if we go on and lose, I think it's more so getting the goal is going to be a big weight off the shoulders. Yeah, it gives you something to build on. So yeah. we can mm. score. Look what we can do. Now we may have do lost. It again. But can we do it again? Can we yeah. just build on this? But when you when you're going into games and losing three nil, four nil, and five nil, not getting a goal and getting absolutely hammered, I mean, it must be the confidence must be just mm. lower than the lows. Yeah, you know, but if. That one goal could—it's—it's it's incredible what it can do. Mm. Hopefully, it's just that little thing, don't you? Um, let the def- again. The last fifteen minutes, of defense again. Have we have we seem to have either lost our bite coming back into games, or has this group of players never been used to being in this position of before of conceding quite quickly? Because you know, League One, we weren't really heavily tested at all, or were in a position where we—I think the only time we ever went down heavily was Rotherham away. We were three-one down. We came back, but. This group of players aren't used to it. Is it just the case that they're a bit like, oh, what's going on? I don't know. I mean, we've spoke about it before, about the inexperience in the team. And there's players like, I guess Lee Evans hasn't had too many games at this level, who's mm. used to winning a lot of games and maybe, well, obviously not Saka, but there's a couple of players in the team that have you know, mainly just won games last season. But then, it, then what do you do? I mean, you can't bring any players in now until January. Loan window's closed. Mm. We've, we've still got players in the team that have experienced losses before. I mean, Stearman was in that Premier League team Edwards. and the team went down. Edwards, mm. Sacco is in the team and we came down. Mm. 
Um, there's a, one or two other players there, and they should be professional enough to know you shouldn't let your heads drop as bad as they have mm. been in the last few games. So I think it says something for the leadership on the pitch. Um, I don't think Ricketts or Bath have done a bad job of being captain, but for three weeks in a row now, it's been worryingly mm. evident how badly just everyone's um, heads have gone. And I think that does have to... I mean, Jacket's going to have to take some of the blame, obviously, he's the manager. But actually, the captains on the pitch have got to take some responsibility into actually getting those players mm-hmm. back up um, and getting them motivated again. They've got to find them up. It, 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 it's got to be a perfect balance of, obviously, not harassing, but slightly having a go at players when they make mistakes, but also morale boosting, getting people around. When mm. something goes wrong, goes, right, OK, let's go back again, let's start again. It's mm-hmm. it's that perfect combination. I'm no captain, but I'm, I'm presuming that's what they do. I have no idea. <laughs> I read about it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I read it in some <laughs> book somewhere. Um, a lot of questions now are being talked about Danny Bath, the the one that no one can question because he's a Briley Hill boy. He's from Briley Hill. Is it? <laughs> Apparently so. I, I don't know. It was, it was on Wikipedia somewhere. Um, can we now start to question him? Because a lot of people have been questioning, I use that word question, um, about his performances, just because he's from, he is a local lad, hmm. doesn't mean that he he's unscathed. From Leon Clark's a local lad as well. We must remember yeah. this because he is a local lad from a new generation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surely, doesn't mean he can't he, he can't be undroppable. No, I think um, from where I sit in the in the morning at home games, we've spoken about this for a couple of games, or more than a couple of games now, quite a while that. Maybe he does need dropping. Mm. Um, I mean, you've dropped every other defender. And we're still conceding goals. And we're still conceding goals. So I'm not saying that that means Bath is the weak link, but it wouldn't hurt taking him out of the team for one game just to see if that is a problem. Mm. I mean, I like like him as a player. He's a good player. But if he is a weak link, then he needs to be not singled out, but we need to... Fix that weak link ASAP. It sounds quite contradictory for myself saying that now when I said at the start of the podcast that we need to keep the same team every week. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is the problem, yeah, isn't it? This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this you've got a jacket's going to do yeah. Yeah. twist, haven't you? Yeah. Um, to be a manager, eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I think there's obviously a lot of calls for him. Let's talk about the goals at Brentford School. Let's relive the goals. Yeah. Um, Favourite bit, this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, any any particular goals that people thought were were, were bad played by Wolves? I mean, for me, the third one, the third which, one was which the guys mm. you know was on the left hand side seemed completely free and he just tapped it in. Mm. But they all generally seem to be able to get through the Wolves defence. Not only Wolves defence, two or three players, yeah, quite yeah. easily. I, think I was chatting about the first goal before um, we started recording, and it was a great um, run. He kind of picked the hole between the defence, um, like you sometimes see in rugby, um, and it was a good finish. But no midfielder kept tracking with him. He was allowed to run between the defenders, and there was a chasm between. It must have been Doherty and Bat, where he just kind of was wandered in, and there's just no shape or. Um, the organisation seemed to have gone. Yeah, We've seen that last couple of weeks. Yeah, as well. just I mean, I think it was for the third or fourth where he basically sort of started on one side, ran across the box. No one kind of got anywhere near him, and just. Fired it into the bottom corner, and it's just like not enough effort was being done. There doesn't seem to be a link between the defence and the midfield when we're defending, in terms of old cliche, but getting you two banks of four, or even just some protection. All you see from the uh, clips, I think it's for the fourth, is they're all running in, and 
you see the Brentford players piling in, going for a fourth, and you see the Wolves players just sort of slowly ru- running back after McDonald's lost the ball. It's it's really poor. Mm. Um, uh, McDonald was dropped at the start of the game, which is uh, quite interesting, but obviously came on in the second half. But as you mentioned, his little drib- dribbling escapade didn't pay off again. Mm. It, it's that kind of trying to pass the ball from the back, which sometimes isn't the best option. Because it was Ipswich, I think, that gave the goal away. Yeah, for all yes. the first. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is Jacket's mentality. This is how he wants him to mm. play. Mm. I mean... Let's not forget, Jacket was the one who started all this off at Swansea. Mm. And look where it got them. I'm not saying we're going to emulate Swansea, but maybe one day, you never <laughs> know. But it, this is obviously how he wants them to play. And unless he's telling them, unless he's saying don't do this, they're going to carry on doing it because mm. this is how they've been taught to play under Jacket. Then you go back to the argument do you want to start seeing long ball, hoof ball yeah. again? Mm. I mean, it's finding the balance, isn't it? Yeah. Again. Um, to a point, I've not got that much of a problem if we sort of lose possession quite in our own our goal by because we're trying to keep the ball. I will kind of cope if we try to play attractive football, so to speak. But at the same time, what McDonald did the last couple of games, it wasn't that we were trying to keep the ball or whatever. He was just trying to um, dribble it out of his own half, which is suicidal at this level. Um, yeah, I think it's something that club near work on again it's um, almost like he just needs to look up when he's dribbling the yeah. ball the other <laughs> yeah. two times I've, the two times we've seen him that happen and he's, he's giving the ball away or a player's coming on it he's just looking down at the ball just trying to concentrate on the mm. dribbling it, it's a very amateur feel about it all <laughs> yeah. isn't it like I was going to say yeah. it could be another thing so the amateur that actually no one's communicating on the pitch mm. and just telling him you've got a man on or someone's can near you mm. um, I don't know, back to basics mm. yeah that's one former prime minister once said <laughs> <laughs> uh, VLP started seemed to have a, uh, an okay game once again yeah. he missed a bit of a sitter once he'll do again. that <laughs> yeah, he'll he, do he that. needs a proper he needs like a target eye yeah. piece or something <laughs> a headset I thought our first Star Wars yeah, yeah. yeah. use the force <laughs> I think we have to say fair play to Brentford because they especially in that second half they just tore us to pieces really and they've mm. been on a fantastic run of form they're uh, obviously eyeing the playoffs now themselves. Richard, obviously, I know you talked about they're going to get relegated anyway. Has, yeah. that, has that opinion changed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't really looked at the league table. Apologies, Brentford fans. Um, yeah, but I say they're going great guns now. Is that, is that four wins on the bounce for them? Uh, f- uh, five, five wins, now, yeah. Five wins five. on the bounce. Um, yeah, it's a great job they're doing down there. Yeah. Um, Warburton's doing for them. I think it's safe to say they'll be staying up, which... Yeah, <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless they have a Wolves-esque run of form. Yeah. And it's not long till we have the replay with them. I think it's no, just it's, round um, before it's the, the new uh, it's 28th. It's 28th, yeah, yeah, it's the game yeah. after Boxing Day. So it's a chance to seek revenge on Brentford, <laughs> yeah. because obviously it was nil-nil at home nil-nil, last season, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, then we did a 3 nil on telly. Oh, yeah. Six months ago, we beat these guys 3 nil. <laughs> we've technically got a better team. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happened. And it works. Um, and if you want to feel even better about that game against Brentford, here's uh, Billy from the besotted Brentford fanzine to give a Brentford fan's view of the game. Don't worry, it's actually quite nice. Billy from besotted fanzine. Brentford fanzine and uh, obviously Brentford fans are absolutely delighted with the way our season's gone we, we had no idea you know we're not putting ourselves down but we were just hoping to just get above the parapet to stay in this league everyone's saying how difficult this league is so you know that's what we wanted to do and uh, you know first couple of games were quite interesting for us 
you know, we um, and we got a few batterings as well. At Norwich, you know, we played very similar to what we did against, you know, say you guys or our previous games against Fulham, against Derby. We played absolutely brilliant against people like Norwich, and they creamed our asses three 0 after 70 minutes when we couldn't score, they creamed it. But I think that it's been a bit of a learning game for us. And after sort of a couple of months, two or three months, Mark Warburton, who's, you've got to remember, he's not even been in the job for a year yet, even though he's been the academy director, you know, he's been the, 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 the top honcho, the director of football. He's actually been learning his game. And I think he learned a lot, of, you know, from his mistakes, his mistakes about when we played against you and you came in, you got it completely right. You flipped it and you got it completely right against us, guys. 3-0. We tipped our hats to you. We thought you were the strongest. You were very incisive. This season when Norwich came down, even though we were better for them for 70 minutes, we got it wrong again. And after 70 minutes, they came out, bang, 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 three goals. But slowly but surely, I think we're starting to learn the game. And like I said, the past four or five games, we're just you know playing fantastic football. And Brentford fans are delighted. If we went and lost 3-0 next week, we'd still be happy because we're very happy we're playing this football. Again, I'll be honest with you, I thought when Wolves came down, first 15, 20 minutes, you were, I thought you were decent. You were all right. You put us on the, on the back foot. It was a very tight game. And, uh, you know, the ball hit the crossbar. If that had gone in, it could have been a different game to start off with. Um, you know, and I think you had another shot which just kind of went over the bar as well. And uh, I thought the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, you were, you, were, you were tight, you know, a lot better than a lot of the teams that we've played recently, you know, like Fulham. I mean, we just, we went through their midfield like, you know, like butter. But, you know, you're very tight. But as soon as we scored that first goal, it's almost like your heads went down, organisation went down, and then we just, you know, we picked you out and just took you apart. And, uh, and, and that's the way it goes. So, um, Andre Gray, he's a fawn in the side. He's 500 grand we got him from Luton. I mean, I think you guys know him because obviously he was an ex-Wolves player. And uh, like I said, we got him from Luton for 500 grand the close season. I mean, I have to put my hand up and say I was a bit doubtful putting him straight into the side from the conference. And I thought this is going to be too much of a step up, too much pressure on him. We had Will Grigg last year, scored 20 goals from um, Walsall, came in our side and was going, he's going to be the saviour, he's going to score 40 goals for us. Pressure was too much for him, didn't deliver. In the end, like he, he hardly ever played and he's now on loan out at Franchise FC, a.k.a. MK Don. So I thought it was going to be too much of pressure for him, but fair play to manager. And he says, I believe in him, I believe in him. And he's put him in the side and he had a bit of a, bit of a drought. But then recently he's just come good and I think he's going to be an excellent striker for us. Um, but again, like I said to you, the game... We're delighted the way that the game went. Second half, you know, we played our passing game. It wasn't the best game that we played, to be honest with you, as well, in the past sort of kind of four or five weeks. Um, but it was quite functional. And uh, we used to moan the fact that we, we couldn't score goals. But I think this is one of the games where the actual goals actually came for once. So, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, fair play to the, the London Wolves buyers. They came down to the Globe to our pub before the game and after the game. Absolutely true, gentlemen. We had a, a good day before and afterwards. Met the Punjabi Wolves guys last night as well at the Football Supporters Federation Awards, which we <laughs> didn't win again. But again, great bunch of guys. And, you know, like I said to you, you got respect to you Wolves boys. We win or lose, doesn't really matter. We just have a laugh and respect for your football. Um, we don't think we're going to go down this season. <laughs> That's all we really wanted. We don't think we're going to go down this season. I don't think you're going to go down this season. I think you're too good as well. So hopefully uh, we'll see you just before Christmas. And uh, I have to say, fingers crossed, we can take another three points off you. Nice one, lads. Cheers. 
if you didn't think it could get any worse for Wolves on Saturday, Wolves host Bournemouth, who are another uh, title or promotion challenging team up there uh, at the top of the championship. They're currently fourth in the league. They're two points off top. Their um, record so far for the last five games is win-win, draw, draw, draw. Uh, they haven't won in three, which means they're obviously due a win. Um, but they haven't lost since the end of September. <laughs> so they're due a loss, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and knowing Wolves, really, they probably go and beat people like Bournemouth. Um, I always find that Wolves are very much like England in some ways. When they take on a top team, they seem to pull off results. And that, bar the last few games, when they take on a team that are lower end of the table, they struggle. Which I always find England, yeah, top team, fantastic. Low, you know, mm. a minnow team which you should expect to beat. Yeah, always struggle. So back in the Premier League, you, you beat Chelsea, Man City, Man United, play wig and get stuffed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't work like that. This isn't football. Um, but the Saturday game against Bournemouth, uh, which hopefully might end one of these major teams that we've been playing recently. Uh, obviously, Callum Wilson is our leading goal scorer with eleven. He didn't play against Millwall because of an injury um, and could still be a doubt for this week. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> but they're going to see how he's going to come through training. But if he does play and he does score, will the Boo Boys be out at Molyneux? Because obviously we were linked with him. Apparently, I read a, an old Express and Star story from when we lost out on him saying that apparently Wolves thought the price tag was too inflated. This was the same um, argument for Sambalonga as well, wasn't yeah. it? They said, that, well, that was too inflated, yeah. five and a half yeah. million. I'm mm. not questioning but that it was at about, all. But was it three million for um, Callum Wilson? It was three million for Andy Delort as well. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but if we just score a couple on the weekend, you're going to have people going for the, bo- for the board yeah. saying, look at what we could have bought. Yeah. It's already started a little bit on Twitter mm. as well. Yeah. This, this has started frustrating me, saying, get, get your checkbook out and mm. this, that and the other. And so, well, we did. We just couldn't get the players. Yeah. We tried yeah. a good few players in the summer we did try and get with the money and it didn't work. So it's it frustrates me sometimes when they argue at the board. I mean, we weren't given the money out, fair enough. And obviously all the mistakes in the past with mm. appointing managers and who shouldn't have been managers and whatnot. But when it comes to the money the last few years, I think they've been very fair. With what mm. they've given to Jack, getting the money mm. they've you know they've made available to him, whether that's that's, that's not going to make a blind bit of difference mm. on Saturday if Callum Wilson scores two or three goals no. past us, but, but it will infuriate people in more it the will. fact that yeah. this yeah. is someone who was it seemingly wasn't Jacket's one of his big targets, mm. and we still weren't able to get him. Yeah, um, I mean talking about like the the, the board thing, um, I don't know whether it's a mixture of both the board and Jacket at the minute with with, with buying players because there's been a lot of talk about how Jacket likes to. Um, win a club if it's his own kind of thing and then I know when we spoke to Michael Calvin at the start of the season he talked about how Jacket spends money as if it's his own money is there an argument that potentially is Jacket being too frivolous is that the word possibly yeah in plays is he you know player comes in he's good enough but he's like no he's still not worth that amount of money where there is a bit like you need to sometimes what's the word speculate accumulate to speculate or yeah, there's a there's a phrase somewhere. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, will know yeah. the phrase. But sometimes you have to sometimes risk and pay the big bucks mm. yeah. to get the player of that quality. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you go back to yeah, he, he likes to run the club if it's his own, and he likes. He's not like a Harry Redknapp, but he likes he likes a bargain. Yeah, he likes you know obviously Henry mm. and uh, Jacobs. He, just, he were definitely doesn't want to pay over the odds for players. Yeah, yeah. Not which is which is great. Which is, yeah, so, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, like you said, sometimes you do need when it, it, there's obviously obviously quality there. 
you've got to go and invest. Mm. You've got to, I mean, if there's a chance to get these kind of players, you've got to go. And I, I don't know, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but going back to last season when we signed Leon Clark, maybe that should have been Callum Wilson instead of Leon yeah. Clark. Yeah. yeah, that's you've got to question some of these decisions that have been made over some of the transfers. I mean, possibly but. wanted to get in Wilson in the summer because mm. we had Clark and he had been a bit of a flop the second half of the season anyway for us. And he thought maybe if I get him Wilson, so he's got his old strike partner here, yeah. might make a bit of difference as well. But yeah. I, yeah, I think three million probably is a bit. Did he go for three million in the end? I'm something about something. that, yeah. Mm. But he's proving he's worth so yeah. far for that money. I yeah. think it's such a hard argument because you you need Wolves to spend the money, and like you said, it's not like Wolves hadn't tried to, especially mm. with like Andy Delort. But at the same time. You want to run a club soundly financially, especially mm. with all the fair play rules that are coming into mm. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, if we start throwing money at players, then you'll ha- and if they don't perform, then you're going to have the whole O'Hara Johnson argument coming mm. back in the ball space, saying why are we giving these play- players so and much more than likely it's going to be the same people who are getting angry that we're not signing any- anyone who are going to get angry that the club have got mm. no money because we've spent it all. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult one. Yeah. Basically, you need to spend a lot of money on players who are world class players. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean, how hard can it be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what Messi's buyout clause at Barcelona is like two hundred fifty million. I'm sure we could. Fine. Yeah. If everyone chips in. Um, yeah. Give <laughs> <laughs> we'll Leon Clark on a season long loan yeah. in exchange. It's absolutely deal. fine. Yeah. Fine, yeah. Not a problem. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're, they're undefeated in quite a while so far. Bournemouth, they're in the they're in the quarter final of the Capital One Cup yeah. as well. Mm. Um, Eddie Howe, who's one of the youngest managers in the country, celebrated his three hundredth game as a manager. <laughs> is he still birthday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still in his mid thirties, isn't he? Is, he's like yeah. thirty seven. He's three uh, hundredth yeah. game as a manager last God. weekend. Um, he had that. I think Tom had been went to Burnley. He, he went to Burnley. It didn't really work no, out. It, it was a weird one because they, they 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 were doing all right. I don't think they were players, but they were there thereabouts. Oh. What he's done at Bournemouth, he brought them back oh, he, to the Championship. He solidified them when there was doubts around them. Well, yeah, I mean, he took over, I believe, sort of around the same time. Bad like Sam Vokes, didn't he? Mm. And, yeah. You know, he, just, he managed to keep them up after um, they went into administration. He, Minus seventeen points as well. Yeah, wasn't it, which yeah. is incredible when mm. you think about it. Um, then I think, yeah, got them up to League One, left them, and then came back, got them promoted mm-hmm. to a championship, and sort of last season and again this season, they've really pushed on. It must know. be odd to be a player with a manager that young, where technically you might have players older, you might, yeah. older or around the same age, and you've got to take you've got to take orders from someone not that older than you. It's like AVB when he was at Chelsea. Yeah. And you yeah. people like Lampard and Terry there. I think it can go either way, can't it? Because yeah. when Di Matteo was at Chelsea, it's the same argument. And now Gary Monk at Swansea. It, it, it can work in your favour. But mm. I'm, I'm going back to Eddie Howe. I mean, it, it, I'm surprised he hasn't been linked with bigger jobs. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, you're talking about managers that are up and coming. I mean, he's one of the names that you should be looking at. Mm. He's going to be possibly the next kind of Brendan Rodgers kind of yeah. uh, figure. But... Um, I hope he gets it wrong on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully so. No, let's talk about uh, the game. The game. Well, obviously we're talking about the game. Let's talk about the team for the weekend. Then there's going to be changes once again. Um, let's talk about the midfield that came up because I was going to suggest that um, you'd have to really play Kevin McDonald with Jack Price to have the, the small guy, tall guy yeah. combination. Um, but what would what team would you go for on Saturday? Obviously a winning team. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, but what starting lineup will we go for? Obviously, Akimi in goal. Akimi yeah. in goal. Um, I, I just sorry, just sorry, just talk about Akimi. Is there any fault with Akimi? 
with any of these goals? Or was it just I the defence? Because you talk about obviously the defence being poorly, but could Akimi do better? I think would always. I think probably the fourth he could have done a bit better, but I don't think he's been culpable for. To, He's been left very exposed. Yeah, yeah. I've started to feel quite sorry for him in recent weeks because, mm. okay, he could have done a bit better here and there, but he wasn't. He hasn't been making big errors, mm. um, and he has been let down by the templates in front of him. Mm. That's why Akimi tick. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. So Akimi fine. <laughs> Everyone else is a question mark. I think <laughs> the defense obviously again um, keep the same defense as Brentford and just try and um, keep a continuity about it. Which would be obviously goalball can't play. Yeah. Um, so it would be you have to Tommy Rowe presumably yeah. coming back in because um, at least he's played a few games in that position. So either you play Rowe at left back or you play Ricketts. And then put Stearman um, in the middle. Yeah. But right, lad on the jacket. Set your guess. Yeah, I draws, think. Draws. In, I some, think... in some ways, I'd rather play Ricketts at left back and have Stearman in the middle and just try and have the most experienced defence yeah. as possible. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good shout actually. I yeah. think I, yeah. I think I'd play Ricketts um, at left back just because you say I'd rather us play a bit more defensively and be mm. a, have a bit more experience and rather go for it as Jacket sort of said in his post match interview. Second half, the fullbacks were bombing way too forward. And it was just leaving big pockets of space, yeah. and you're not going to get that as much probably with Ricketts there because he can't no. get forward quick enough to leave no. a pocket of space. No. Um, well, that's yeah. the problem then going forward, isn't it? That's why you know, obviously, if you have Ricketts yeah. left back, mm. I don't know if I, I don't remember now whether Tommy Rowe advanced forward as much when he was there. Did he? Um, mm, would he not be as much as players like Goldborn? No. Yeah, no. Doherty gets forward. Yeah, he does. A hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, so obviously midfield, it's the the two, but the, the two of obviously um, which was McDonald and Evans, mm-hmm. but that's been chopped and changed around every game mm-hmm. now. So I mean, I, I think the problem was we've got to try and get back to that original starting lineup as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I would try and play McDonald and Evans again there now. But then if you're looking at a threat like Bournemouth, you want to play the best defensive people as possible. So then you look at Price and McDonald. We don't even know if Price is going to be back, do no, we? No, yeah, exactly. That's it, yeah. could still be at Orient. Um, so I think Evans and Price give you two slightly different things, don't mm. they? Um, Evans allows you to play a slightly more expansive game, whereas Price, I think, gives you that bit more doggedness in the midfield mm. and a bit more bite. If he's back, I think I'd, I'd put in Price um, with alongside McDonald. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Price would provide that bit of extra cover for the defence. Yeah. Maybe that's what Jacket was highlighting in his interview. So we need more in defence. We need him to work hard in defence. He he will drop back and he will give him extra support, and that mm. will allow. And he's not to... he's not fussed about getting particularly far forward. No. I know um, John Babb. Um, I think he's when he's been critical of Price. He says he doesn't pass it forward enough. But I don't always think that Price needs to pass it. No, because yeah. he's got McDonald next to him. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think over the last sort of few months, sort of in the build-up to this run of poor form, um, when McDonald's been a bit off the boil, his role's almost been a bit confused by the emergence of Evans, and they're both sort of doing quite trying to do quite similar things. And I think possibly if you have Price there, he'll do the effect more sort of defensive work, and you've got McDonald to spray the ball about. I think that'll work better than having two people are sort of doing half a job each. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then obviously up from that Sacco, obviously, yeah. with yeah. his boots. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'd put Van der Parra back on the wing yeah, again. Yeah, he sounds like he had a go. decent um, yeah. first half. Just to get least. that attacking urgency yeah. there again. Mm. Uh, and then obviously Edwards and, and Graham yeah. in front. And hopefully Graham can get this goal, get this leading goal. Yeah. Or he's Mr. Keeney from a call. Just, you know, <laughs> anyone. Just like, off the red. Like Keeney takes a goal kick. It's one of those fluky yeah. ones. That just <laughs> goes in. Catches it, yeah. Um, talking about uh, Jacket, um, before we started recording, we watched the interview did post-Brentford. Um, refreshingly, I think, well, like we said, he, he seemed miffed off, hmm. which was good to see. Because he's, he's quite melodic in his interviews. Hmm. He's very tactical, but then sometimes you think, yeah, so... Show a bit more emotion. Definitely. And this was the first, although he did it in a very professional manner, for the first time I saw him quite annoyed. Mm. And he was kind of cutting short the interviewer questions. He was making his answers quite short. Shop. He looked like a man who wanted to get out of that interview as soon as possible. Yeah. Th- we mentioned his, uh, his, um, his, his you know, short and sharp answers, like cutting the, the reports off. But you could, see, you could see in his face as well, he'd either been shouting or he was very... Worked up about something. Or he something. was about to shout. Yeah, he's about to just <laughs> let flow to the yeah. players. But you can see he was visibly annoyed, and it sounds horrible, but it's nice to see because mm. he's very, he's very safe sometimes in his interviews and what he says. He's very, um, very conservative with his answers, and he'll say, oh, "We've got to build on this in training. We've got to work on it in training for next week, and this and that's got to be done." But he was. He was very yeah, interesting the way he said it. If you haven't seen it, then definitely have a look on uh, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. It's worth a look. Definitely yeah. worth a look. I mean, it's quite odd because I think for, for me anyway, when you compare management, a lot of people sort of draw comparisons with McCarthy in terms of from being at the club. But McCarthy had a very different interview tactic, didn't he? A and very he was, funny interview. He was, yeah. ve- he was very funny and he, was, and he knew what to say just to get them back on side. Um, whereas Jacket, he... He likes to just play it quite cool and not try and give anything away, um, almost to a fault. Sometimes you say mm. he can just come across very conservative and not almost boring. Mm. You know, it's not particularly lively watching. Um, but there sorry, was... I'm, I'm just imagining Kenny Jacket breaking out into jazz hands randomly one time. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's let's do predictions for. I dare say predictions for Bournemouth on Saturday. Um, I don't. I, I was very tempted to do how many goals will we concede, which is quite a good prediction we could do. Mm. But let's do an actual prediction. Yeah. Uh, Rob, Bournemouth on Saturday. I know opinions could change near the end of the week. What's your gut feeling so far? Prediction. Um, I am gonna go for. <laughs> I'm gonna go nil nil. Actually, Ooh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say our defence are gonna sort it out, but the strikers aren't gonna be able to sort it out with that dicker. With a FA Cup style winning celebration at the end, yeah. We, <laughs> and we've not lost. That's it. Pitch yeah. invasion on top yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Rich prediction. Uh, two one wolves. Two one wolves. I know. I don't. Feel, I don't feel ever predictors not to. <laughs> Win actually, um, yeah. fans are for that, yeah. It should be like, <laughs> I'd like to think we're gonna have a chance to win any game, um, yeah. I think 2 1, um, possibly with us scoring twice, them getting a goal in the last 10 minutes, and just everybody completely. <laughs> yeah. <for> <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go, unfortunately, I think we're gonna lose, and I think it's gonna be. A two-nil loss, but it's going to be oddly a morale-boosting two-nil loss because I think it's going to be a we're going to play well because we're at home. I just don't think we're going to. I know we did against um, Forest, but I think the, the defenses will have sorted itself out a bit more. I think people will come away from it going they're a really good side. 
they're still a bit shaky at the back, but we haven't been slaughtered by them, and I think that will give mm. the players some confidence. Uh, but prove us wrong, Wolves. Yeah, prove us wrong. Yeah. Uh, just so to don't finish... prove me wrong, by the way. You know, yeah. prove me right. Actually, <laughs> everyone here. Well, we need to stop the rot. But yeah. we do need to stop the rot. Yeah. And we're oddly twelfth and still four points off playoffs, yeah. which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. To think it's about if we, yeah. to, to not just the results where we dropped where like Millwall away. Um, Huddersfield potentially at home losing, and Reading away yeah, losing but, four on the bounce but losing four on the bounce where if we picked three points out of any, any of those we could be in the playoffs yeah. still which is ridiculous yeah, it is, yeah. um, and that's where we'll leave this week's podcast thank you very much for listening thanks to our sponsors Opera Creative if you're looking for a website uh, to be built or designed for you go to operacreative.com to find out more uh, follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast Facebook facebook.com forward slash Wolves Football Fancast show and check out our website Wolves Fans. WolvesFanCast.com for the latest blog and opinion pieces. Uh, We'll be back next week, obviously, to talk about that game against Bournemouth, where we'll be celebrating a 5-0 win. (laughs) (laughs) Or, once again, drowning in tears. Uh, But for this week, it's bye from Rich. Goodbye. Bye from Rob. Cheers, guys. And bye from me. See you next week. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.